Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. It's a pleasure to have you today. I'm excited to introduce our our guest for today, Jenny O, on the West Coast right now. But it's hard to tell because I know you're always traveling. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me here. Are you on the West Coast right now or are you on location somewhere else? No, I just got back to the West Coast. I spent a couple of weeks out with my parents in North Carolina, uh, but I'm back in L.A., Nice. Awesome. So before we hop into the episode, I always love to give the guests an opportunity to introduce themselves to our listeners and our watchers on YouTube, just so they can kind of get familiar and and find out where you're at right now. So why not let them know who you are and what it is you do uh, before we hop into the journey? Sounds good. Uh, I'm Jenny, and I'm the founder CEO here at Wander. And at Wander, we work with uh, software companies to help them build powerful user experience and product strategy. Uh, I've been doing this for the last five years, and uh, you know we actually were working remotely before COVID and before remote work was cool. Um, so with that, uh, I had an opportunity to travel around the world, um, you know, uh, and now I'm back in Los Angeles uh, during quarantine. So yeah. All right, wonderful. Well, I know that the the journey is always kind of the destination, not necessarily where we're at. And I know that the growth is always continual. And for our listeners who might not have been introduced to something that got a lot of attention online, your LinkedIn post, um, I wanted to touch on that because that's one of the first things when I, when I searched you and I was doing some research on your bio and stuff, reading your LinkedIn post, um, I believe it was it the struggling founder. Um, what was the title of it? Uh, I think... I don't know if there was a title for it. It was just one of those posts where I had overcome a period of, of uh, the company's company stage or my life mm-hmm. and kind of went viral overnight. Um, but it, the post was about like investing into your team. Yeah. Uh, that no matter what struggles you're going through as an entrepreneur, the people around you are the most important aspect of your success. Yeah. Now, I think that resonated with so many people and uh, I think it was like 20 million views or, or readers on it yeah. and whatnot. Um, it resonated with so many people because in the post, when I read it, you, you're, in a, you're in a very, da- not, I don't want to say dangerous, but a very stressful time, right? Um, I think you were talking about you know, paying the salary of your team on credit cards and you know, taking on this debt, but you, you couldn't let your team go because you know, the, the belief and, and the focus on what you guys are working on and what you're building and that commitment to your team is in fact what, you know, pays out in the long run. Why do you think so many people resonated with that and loved it so much? Yeah, I think so many people look at success stories and they look at, oh, uh, you know, hard work equals success or I did it myself, but they don't realize well, there's two parts to it. The first part being the struggles of being an early stage entrepreneur, you know, going into debt and uh, investing into your team, investing into yourself, and you're seeing all the ugliness that nobody really talks about. So one aspect of why it went viral is unveiling the curtain of like, hey, like 
we go through a lot of crap to get to where we are. And like, we're still so far from where we need to be, but here's what's happening in the background. And the second part I think is the, the investing into your team part. You know, when you think of entrepreneurs, a lot of times they talk about their own personal stories, but they don't necessarily share the stories of the people around them. So I think that's kind of the two-folded parts of why it resonated with people so much. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel the truth and they see that truth. And either, I imagine a lot of the the 20 million readers have either been in the similar position as you, where they're investing in their team, or they might've been on the other end where they're a member of a team and they know how much their boss is, is, is pouring into them. And that kind of commits them even more so to the overall mission. I want to talk about some of the rain that comes down when building a company because a lot of people, and I saw it on a post not too long ago when it said, um, it must be nice. He goes, I don't want to hear someone tell me, oh, it must be nice anymore because when they were going out with their friends on the weekend, when they were out partying, I would look at them like, it must be nice. But because I invested in this for so long, I was able to get to X. So I want to highlight some of the, I guess, challenges while you're building Wander and while you're, you're going on your entrepreneurial journey that, that kind of came and that you had to overcome along the way. What are some stories you could share about that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not just the rain. It's like rain, thunder, lightning, typhoon, everything. Um, when you're an entrepreneur, it's just, it's literally like a roller coaster, like the book that you're reading. Um, you know, you go through financial struggles, you go through emotional struggles, um, you go through so many no's. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. And I, I just recently wrote a medium post regarding um, constantly feeling rejection and not feeling good enough um, and having to battle through that on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like I think on a on a business uh, business side of things, I've kind of become almost uh, uh, what's the word. Um, desensitized to rejection because yeah. like I've just had so much rejection um but the struggle is when it comes to like more of the personal like when uh people are criticizing me uh when it's when they're criticizing me personally I think I take it a little bit more offensively than when they're criticizing my work because it's like oh well, I hear that every day mm-hmm. but you can't please everyone you know um I guess if I had to pick a particular story uh one of the one of the biggest challenges for me is going through my own imposter syndrome Mm. of being a a, a female young entrepreneur. Like I started this business when I was uh, like 23 going on, uh, 22 going on 23. Um, I'm 20, 28 now I'm still young and there's still a lot of things that I don't know. And, you know, I try to overcompensate and I try to learn. I try to have as many mentors around me as possible but sometimes um, I do feel like people look at me and, you know, they make assumptions about like, oh, she's so young. What does she know? And um, a lot of times that kind of plays into my own head of like, is that what they're thinking? I don't know. Do I need to do more so that they're not thinking that? Are they even thinking that? I don't know. But I, I get in my own way of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of folks can relate to that because imposter syndrome is is – I almost say it's somewhat of a good thing because that means that you're excelling and you're pushing yourself in a, it past your comfort zone, right? If you're feeling imposter syndrome, it's usually because you're doing something you're not comfortable with. Yeah. But it also 
it's it's something to pay close attention to because we don't want to believe the false stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. And it's easy when we're sitting in different arenas that we don't feel comfortable in to kind of fall subject to that self-talk. And maybe we don't speak up or maybe we don't share our, our idea or our, our thought in that meeting that could have completely changed the trajectory of the company. So I think that's a very interesting balance to, to, to play with when we have imposter syndrome. And I do want the listeners to understand that it's not something that's unique to what they feel. I think a lot of us feel it as we're doing the journey. What are some of the coping mechanisms and the way you've been able to overcome that moving forward? Yeah, um, it's definitely, it's definitely an over, it's definitely a, a process in which it's not going to come overnight. You're not going to just switch your mindset and uh, say like, oh, okay, I got rid of my imposter syndrome. Um, but continuously trying to tell yourself like, don't worry about what the other person says or thinks or doesn't matter. Just keep staying in your own path. I'll give you an example. Um, three years ago, I went to this uh uh, exclusive like invite only event and you know it's like top of the top like founders and like investors and you know social media influencer those kind of events and I, I went there and I came back that night and I got so upset and I like was in my own head of like oh my god that was the worst event I've ever gone to because I felt so isolated and I felt so like why was I even there like nobody wanted to talk to me like and that was in my own head of like, nobody wanted to talk to me because I'm an agency owner. And I, ref I look back at that night and I'm I, now knowing what I know, I've, I'm like, that was really stupid of me to even think that way. I got one, I got invited for a reason. Two, what I do is incredible. Like we are an award-winning product strategy and UX design agency. Like I'm, I'm not just some like random founder. I got invited for a specific reason. So it's all about the mindset of the story that you tell yourself. Um, because back then it was, I'm a 25 year old founder who doesn't know what I'm doing. And I just got randomly invited to this event. Now I think, no, I I'm there because I'm a badass founder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like those are the affirmations that we start repeating to ourselves, right? With, with the imposter syndrome, the affirmations end up kind of overtaking some of that. And when you, when you remind yourself of your, your wins along the way, you remind yourself of the things you've accomplished. A lot of people are like, you know, how do you get confidence? And I just tell them like, I just keep doing stuff. It's, it's not that I'm confident. I mean, it's when you ask about confidence or results, it's the chicken or the egg, you know? Sometimes the results give you the confidence. Maybe your confidence mm -hmm. gives you the results. It's hard to kind of say which one comes first. Exactly. You just got to keep pushing forward. Um, yeah. And when you're, when you're just in that grind day to day, you don't realize the progress that you're making. Yeah. And, um, I'll, I'll give you a really good metaphor. Like I love surfing. And the reason is because like, to me, it's like surfing is like a metaphor for life and business and everything. Because most of the time, 80% of the time you're literally paddling out and it feels like shit, your shoulders hurt, your arms hurt, your back hurts, and you're just taking on so much water to your face. And you're like, Oh man, like, I, I should just turn back and go back to shore. But then when you turn around, you're like, oh, wow, shore's really far away. Look at this progress I've made. Like, I've come this far. Now I just got to write out the next opportunity that comes. Yeah. I think a lot of us get caught in our day-to-day, -day, right? A lot of us get caught in the numbers. We get caught in the meetings and, 
and things that, you know, fill up our schedule. Anyone that sees my Google calendar thinks I'm out of my mind. But when you stop for a second and look up, you, you see the progress of, of how far you've come. You know, I, I think I, I, I wrote a post not too long ago on my blog called the, you know, check your speedometer. You know, I think a lot of people go through life. They don't check their watch. They don't check their calendar. They don't really check what they're doing. And I'm like, imagine if you got in your car and did that. If you didn't check how fast you were going, you didn't check what street you're on. How would you get to your destination? And a lot of us go through our lives without checking the speedometer, checking where we're at in life, where we're heading, checking the GPS. And when we do that, we fall into autopilot and we could end up wherever. But if we end up, you know, taking a look around, finding out what intersection we're on, we could start putting ourselves on the path towards something that we actually want to get to. So as you're building this company and you're, and you're going through the process, getting invited to exclusive parties and meetups and stuff, maybe getting a little taste of success, um, I do want to touch a little bit on, on the mindset overall as an entrepreneur, because as we were talking before the, the interview, um, there's a lot of times where a lot of people could see on the outside looking in how things look glamorous, things look all, you know, rain and sunshine, or it looks like all rainbows and sunshine, but on the inside, things can be very turbulent for an entrepreneur, uh, especially as you know the decisions you make on a daily basis have weight to them, and there could be a lot of stress surrounding that. What are some of the, I guess, things that people should know if they're looking on hopping into the entrepreneurial journey, if they're trying to take this seriously and hop into it? What are the things that they should be aware of, of that they might be in for? Yeah, uh, consistency consistency across board of mm. hard work, uh, rejection, and uh, constantly communication, communicating your vision. Um, and I, I say those three things because, you know, one, you have to literally consistently tell people what you're working towards. You have to tell, communicate to your team, you have to communicate to your investors, you have to communicate to your uh, customers and clients. Um, consistency of hard work, you know, you're not just going to go from point A to point B and you're going to become a successful entrepreneur. Like what is a successful entrepreneur, right? Like everybody has different definitions. So you're consistently working hard and there's going to be consistency of rejections from across, every, uh, across, across the board, from, from people you want to recruit, from your investors, from your customers, everyone. So you have to be prepared to receive rejection in a positive way. Um, that their criticism isn't uh, internalized, but rather to use for improving improvements. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something we hear all the time, right? Consistency and, and, and communicating the vision and, and things like that. A lot of people look for the secret sauce and they... And <laughs> There's no secret sauce. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy. I mean, you just got to, you know, put in your, put in hard work and time and uh, like a little bit of luck, but there's no like secret sauce that's going to make you make or break you, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the hard part is because like they're asking that because they don't want to do the hard work. They're asking yeah. that because they're hoping you'll tell them something other than consistency, hard work and sharing the vision. Um, yeah. And unfortunately there is no secret sauce. Like the recipe is what the recipe is. You know what? You just got to get to cooking. Um, speaking of cooking the recipe and putting it together, how many times, especially with the consistency, when you're talking about your vision, does your vision change over time? 
And how do you adapt that when you're commuting, when you're communicating that change to your employees, your team and, and pushing forward? Yeah, vision wise, I don't think it's really changed, but it just becomes clearer and clearer. Mm-hmm. So when I first started out, um, I would say my team and I were not in sync with the vision because I had a hard time communicating to them what that vision was because it was kind of even blurry for me. So already seeing the vision kind of blurry for me and then having to translate that to other people was blurry for them. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? But the more I'm doing this, the clearer the vision is becoming and the clearer I'm able to communicate that to my team. Yeah. And that's something I tell a lot of people when they're asking, like, you know, they're like, oh, Ted, you're so deep in this media and you're heading towards something. You know where you're going. I tell them, like, listen, when I started, it wasn't this clear. When I started, it wasn't like this. Oh, this is where I'm going towards. It was kind of like, let me just take the first step, next step. This is kind of what I'm thinking. But as I'm taking the step, you know, you you learn a little bit better on the path that you're heading towards and, and where you're you're going to end up. You get a better idea of it. As you're going through this journey, and I want to touch on the travel a little bit because you've had the, the, the luck and luxury of seeing a lot of different parts of the world. What is that like balancing the entrepreneurship with the, the travel? And I'm sure you're still working as you're doing all this. I'm sure a lot of our listeners and our watchers would be interested to know how to balance this because that's, that's something a lot of people might resonate with wanting to see the world, but they don't quite know how to do it. So yeah, I've been, uh, I've been working remotely since day one with the Wander team. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of been traveling and growing up different parts of the world. And uh, the last six years in particular, I've been kind of like in and out of the U.S., um, And more specifically, back in 2018, that's when I decided that I wanted to be traveling full time. Before that, it was, you know, a couple months here and there and come back to L.A. Um, But I got to a point in 2018 where I just felt like I had so much stuff and anxiety of being in Los Angeles that I needed to have a clean slate. Uh, So I just kind of woke up one day and I said, I want to detox every part of my life that wasn't bringing happiness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of it was quitting drinking, um, quitting some of the relationships that I had. And uh, the last part being throwing out all of my stuff in LA, moving out of my apartment and just going after my travels, because that was the number one thing that brought me happiness at the time. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go to the extreme end and just travel full time. Yeah. So what was the biggest lesson you, you learned through all that detoxing, all the things that didn't serve you, some of the negative things that were around you? I mean, selling all your stuff that might scare some of our listeners. I can admit it scares me a little bit, but I imagine that there is a lesson in that. And I'm excited to know kind of what you took away from it. Yeah. um, My biggest thing for me was finding true happiness um, so what had happened during that time in my life was I, I was creating happiness for things that I thought would matter in my life. So for example, being in a relationship or being in a nice apartment and having all these nice things I thought would bring me happiness. And in one aspect, yeah, it does, but it's very short lasting versus I love exploring. I'm a very adventurous person. And going out traveling brings the greatest joy for me. 
Um, and for a moment I lost that. And I said, you know what? I don't need all of these things in my life. I just need to focus on the things that really matter, which yeah. is exploring and building my business. And, and Jenny, I love that, um, that kind of recollection and the reflection on that, because I know we were mentioning like with mental health with entrepreneurs and a lot of times we, we go chasing something and we think that the success in business or the success in our company is going to give us that joy and that happiness, that fulfillment we've been looking so much for. And to, I guess, say a perfect metaphor or quote is, you know, you know, people go fishing their whole lives, not realizing it's not the fish that they're out there to catch. Um, I guess, how important is it for an entrepreneur to recenter themselves and, and talking a little bit on the topic of mental health here, you know, a lot is on their shoulders. How important is it to, to recenter what it is they're actually doing it for? Yeah, it's so important. And this goes back to like uh, mission and vision alignment of what's really important to you. Is it to create this $100 million company? And then you have to ask yourself, why? Like, why is that important to you? And for me, I think part of the reason why I was so unhappy uh, leading up to my 2018 um, uh, travel uh, uh, travel lifestyle was because I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Like back then, it was just like, oh, I want to be you know, the best entrepreneur. I want to build this big company and uh, I want to have all this recognition. But then like, I, I asked myself, like, why does that matter? And my why at the time was literally, it was just validation. Like I was bullied um, all my life and I just had that chip on my shoulder of like, I wanted to just come out of it being like, fuck you. Like, look at like how badass of an entrepreneur I am and my success. And now I realize I'm just like, none of that matters. You know, none of that really matters. And I was so unhappy because I was seeking for happiness in all the wrong ways. Mm -hmm. And now I've come back to LA because I'm much more realigned with vision and a mission that's more important to me than just, you know, validation. Like now I think about it, I'm like, that's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's so stupid. And it's just like, it's never going to be fulfilling. And, um, and I'm just doing it for, you know, to get rid of the chip on my shoulder, that's always going to be there. And I'm never going to uh, fill that gap. And I needed to like overcome that mentally and be able to realign on a purpose that I think is a lot more important and powerful. And what is that purpose now? What is your why now? If yeah. Yeah, of course. Now I think my why is to um, influence people to live their, live their best lives. And right now I'm doing it in a way to inspire my, my team and family. So how can I create the best work-life balance for my immediate team at Wander? But later down the line, I want to be able to create a great work-life balance for my clients and inspire them to live their best lives. And I would be able to do that with, uh, you know, a million people if I can. Mm -hmm. So it's still like, it's still aligned in, I guess, like, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. 
No, I love that. And I can say I am in no way, shape or form qualified or certified to be giving out validation to people and everything. But I do want you to know that I validate you in terms of that goal and that mission alone makes you a wonderful and amazing entrepreneur because the best entrepreneurs that I've spoken to, met and even follow they talk about how much they pour into their team and how much they pour into others and grow others. And that's been a consistent and common denominator for some of the people I look up to. And I don't say most successful because there are a lot of successful people out there who might not be the best people, but the people who I look up to and and respect, they all have that, that common denominator of, Hey, what's your secret to success? I pour into my team. I pour into the people around me and I I do want to validate you and commend you for that. Um, especially with having that mindset at such a young age, uh, like you said, 28, you, you, you had a long race to go still. And I think you're running pretty well so far. Um, as we talk about on no rain, no rainbows a lot, obviously the rain is what comes before the rainbows. What's one of the biggest storms you've been able to overcome, whether it be in your personal life, whether it be in business, what's something that sticks out that when you think about it, you overcoming that gives you confidence moving forward with what other challenges might come down the road. Yeah. Um, my depression, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. probably the biggest, uh, biggest hurdle I go through. Um, it's, and it's something that it's not like I get rid of depression and then it's gone forever. It's something that I deal with. I live with it. Um, I can say that I am the happiest I've ever been, but I still deal with it. Yeah. Like, and it comes out of nowhere. Like I will be like the happiest person for months and months and months and months. And then out of nowhere, I like, I cannot get out of my bed. I cannot like get myself to live the normal routine that I, I am used to. It literally just comes out of nowhere and I have to deal with it when it comes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's so hard and I don't even know what to do with myself, but the the most important thing is to just be able to get up and try to just take one step at a time. You know, when those days come, I tell my team, I said, Hey guys, I'm going to take a couple days off. Um, I'm sorry if you need something, um, call me if it's an emergency, but right now I need to take time for myself. And I, I, I think a lot of people I know that I've talked to are also able to relate to that because it's one of those like, you want to be able to give to your team. As we were saying, your team is your greatest ROI and you want to be able to outpour as much as you can and support you know, those around you. Mm-hmm. But there are days where you're going to need to take the oxygen mask and put it on yourself first before assisting others. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I have to remind myself of that because I'm one of those people who I give and I give and I give and I sometimes forget to give to myself. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can relate and I think a lot of people have have experienced that at least one or, or multiple times in their lives. And, you know, I mean, I've had the days where it's, I come home and my fiance is like, Hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? Cause everybody knows me as the happy go lucky, positive guy. And then when there's like, you know, sometimes just a couple of days stretch where you know, I'm just not feeling it. And, and it's like, Hey, I'm going to come home and this couch is looking really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, go ahead and, you know, pop some popcorn with some, some peanut M&Ms on the side. And I just want to, you know, binge watch Netflix or something because it's almost like you get exhausted with the day to day. And, and, and I don't know if, if you could relate to this, but I almost get exhausted of the expectations I set for myself yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fear of not meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, and for me, that's, that's some of the times where you feel the exhaustion the most. That's some of the times where you feel the intimidation and the fear the most, and it's almost paralyzing. So I appreciate you saying that because I think it's something that a lot of people go through. I think especially when they're, when you're trying something that scares you, when you're, when you're working on something, and when you're dealing with rejection, we're talking about entrepreneurship. Anyone that's listening, they're dealing with project, they're dealing with rejection, they're dealing with uncertainty and outside of their comfort zone. Um, so I do want to make sure that people know it's okay to feel that. It's okay to take those mental health days. Yeah. I love that you're like, hey, guys, I need a couple days. Yeah. We need to recharge our batteries before we can go back and, and pour into others. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's something that in the past, I think I've really struggled with because I've always just kind of kept it to myself. I always felt like this is my own shit that I need to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I need to come out presenting the best version of myself hundred percent of the time, but that's exhausting. And you can't expect yourself to do that. Like you just need cheat days sometimes, you know? And it took me so long to be able to overcome that fear of like always wanting to be perfect and like letting people know that like, Hey, like I have off days too. And when, once I overcame that fear of telling people what's actually wrong with me and sharing, you know, to my friends, family, and even my, 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 my uh, team, I think that was the last part that I always wanted to hide that from my team because I was like, I need to be the best leader that I can be. But I didn't realize that once I shared a little bit of insight of what's going on and why I couldn't show up the way I wanted to, they were empathetic and they were able to support me where I needed them. Yeah. I always use the, um, the metaphor nowadays about like a suit of armor. You know, a lot of us, when we were, we were trying to lead and if we're heading into battle, we want to have a clean suit of armor to show our soldiers how strong we are. But the thing is, a clean suit of armor has never been the battle, you know? It's the vulnerabilities that show the strength. It's, it's the vulnerabilities that show the people that follow us or the people who stand beside us that, you know, I'm out here taking blows just like you are. And it, and it almost brings that human aspect to it, right? It's easy for someone to be intimidated by their mentor, their boss, or someone that they follow. But when they're able to kind of open up and say, hey, this is what I deal with. This is how I do my best with dealing with it. That makes more of a connection than anything because it's like, hey, people love helping people, right? And (laughs) if I'm on your team and you're able to tell me as a leader, like, hey, this is going to be a time where I need a couple days off and everything, I'm going to jump at the opportunity to help, whatever you need. I got you. When you come back, your ship still is going to be sailing and, and all that. So I really do appreciate you sharing that because I think even some of the listeners we have who are leaders in their own right might want to share that, might want to adopt yeah. some of that transparency. And definitely. 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 And I want to encourage, your, uh, encourage the audience to share when you can. Because one thing for me, when I, I told you I've, I, I like to work with a lot of mentors and advisors, um, before I would kind of have conversations with them and try to show them like, Hey, like, look at what everything I've done so far. Like, aren't you proud of me? Or like, Hey, like, and come with them as with one, like one or two specific questions that I had. And what I've recently done is also shared with them what's going on with me that are not the, you know, like, Hey, look what I've done so far. It's just like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And I don't know if it's, you know, struggling with this on a work sense, but it's, it's some personal stuff that's kind of trickling into work. Can I share this with you? And 
they've been able to give me some of the best advice um, and best direction because I've been just so transparent with everything that's going on in my life versus like, hey, I need your help in one particular uh, area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I think anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while, the audience or whatnot, they know how holistic I try to be. And you know, I'm the kind of person, the success and nice cars, nice apartment and all that, I want that, sure. But what I want more than anything is a holistic life. I want to have balance. And as someone, a previous guest uh, said on the podcast, he's like, he had his first mentor said, gave him a pink book, the five love languages. He's like, what are you, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to make money. He goes, if I teach you, <laughs> he said, if I teach you how to make money, I'm nothing more than a skill coach. I'm going to teach you a specific skill. But if I can teach you how to love, how to balance, how to build yourself, I'm going to mentor you the way you want to be mentored. And I think a lot of the listeners need to take that where there's, there's levels to this game and there's a lot of different avenues to explore when it comes to growth. I'd love to really quick as we're coming to the end of the podcast, talk about some of the rainbows and the things you're working on right now with Wander and things that you're kind of pushing towards for the future and what you're most excited about. Yeah. Um, so 2020 has been really big for us, um, especially being a remote company. Um, I know COVID has been a, a tricky time for, uh, for many people, but for us at Wander, it's been, uh, it's been a great past few months to validate like remote work. Uh, it's something that I'm super passionate about. Like, I don't think people need to be working nine to five in an office. Um, like we have team members from all over the world and it's been a great validation that remote work is here to stay and it's the future of work. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I'm really excited about is we just brought on a new interim COO to the company. Um, uh, he's been a longtime mentor of mine. Uh, so it's taken me like a couple of years to bring him into the company, but I'm so excited about it because uh, he's, you know, he's such a, he's such an expert um, and he's helped me grow so much both personally and professionally. Um, so this is going to help take our company literally to the next level. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. I love that. And I wish you best of luck with all those endeavors. I can't wait to kind of keep, uh, <laughs> keep tabs on the growth and everything that you guys continue to do for any of the listeners and, and watchers on YouTube who might want to reach out, get into contact with you, find out more on what you and Wander are doing, and maybe even learn more about your user interface design that you do for companies. Maybe some of the listeners could use your services. What are the best ways they can uh, reach out to you and learn more? Yeah, I, I'm on social media, um, and they could also, you know, email me. I'll share you. Uh, I'll share with you my email address um, that you can share with your audience. Absolutely, and I'll be sure to put the email address and website and everything in the show notes. So anybody that's listening right now, they can go ahead and probably open it up in their iTunes app, their podcast app, go right to it and open it up and contact you. But Jenny, I appreciate you taking the time to to share some of your insights of your journey with us, and not just like the story of success, but also the story of the struggles and, and going into, you know, supporting a team and also going through the, the mental health and, you know, dealing with the depression and stuff. I think that's something that a lot of times uh, we don't hear with entrepreneurial stories. And we, we look at these, these entrepreneurs, these business owners, and we think that they're, I don't want to say gods, but we, we think that they're on a different level with their capabilities and their capacities. But when we say extraordinary, it's ordinary with a little bit of extra. 
It's just putting in that work and putting yeah. in that time, which you said before. So I thank you for taking the time and, and, and being vulnerable and sharing with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And to the listeners, just running back some of the things Jenny said along the episode, talking about how important it is to support your team and pour into your team. A lot of people like the whole word self-made. I'm under the prescription and the belief that no one is truly self-made. You need to have a team around you to really get and excel to that level that you want. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they'll say the first thing that holds you back from the exponential growth you're experiencing is multiplying yourself and hiring a staff. So when you talk about self-made, it's really important to consider the team that helps you do it. Also, imposter syndrome, something that a lot of the listeners might have felt. Jenny admitting she's felt, I could admit that I felt and I still do feel to it's a, a certain degree here and there today. So that's something else that is, is not unique to just one person. A lot of people go through that, especially when they're pushing themselves past their comfort zone. And consistency, hard work, and communicating your vision, those things are pivotal and important. So hopefully you guys take that advice and take that tip to heart. And of course, detoxing the things in your life that are negative. I commend you, Jenny, for selling all your stuff in LA and going traveling. I don't know if I'll be able to sell all my stuff, but I'd like to go traveling sometime soon. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, guys, thank you so much. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do. If you do love the episode, I'd appreciate you sharing it with a friend or someone you think can benefit from this as well. And go ahead and leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. We love to improve this podcast as best as we can. And if you haven't done so already, we'd love to have you as a Patreon subscriber for as little as $1 a month. You can help us with this podcast, support us, and also get some extra behind the scenes footage, pictures, and audio. So you won't want to miss that opportunity. We'll have that link in the show notes as well. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.